The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Hour two here in the Swain Event. Ben McKee, Jason Swain. Live from the Low T Center Studio. Swain Event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Let's get to the Irish Network's hotline. Let's bring in Coach. S-A-J. Coach, good morning. Good morning, Swain and Ben. Um, I don't usually call in. I usually just text and listen to your show every day. Thank you. But I had such a great experience yesterday that I wanted to tell you about it. Hendon Hooker, Hendon Hooker came to our church yesterday in Morristown and spoke uh, to kids and just anybody that was there. Of course, you know he's written this book. But anyway, it's not hard to see why that young man is successful. Gosh, what a great young man. And he just, I mean, he, he was just so good. Um, talked with his dad. It's not hard to see why. I talked with his dad and his mom. And boy, they're great people. Really great people. And uh, Hendon, he, he'd be successful if he was digging ditches. That's what kind of kid I, I saw yesterday. Just super young man. Yeah, Tennessee got lucky with uh, with Hendon for sure. Oh, he he was outstanding. Uh, boy, a lot bigger kid than I thought he was. Just watching him on tape and stuff, but and seeing him as playing games. But gosh, up up next to him, he he really he's close to six five. He, he he's a big kid. He really is. But his dad was, it was funny. I asked his dad some questions. His dad said Coach Heibel got on him one time early last season because he was wiping his hands on the towel too much. It took too long to do that. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I had, hand in, and I heard, I heard about him speaking. I know uh, I've gotten two other people besides yourself reach out, and before he spoke, they were promoting the event. I know uh, people that reached out to me were super, super excited, pumped about it. Uh, that might that might be a big church, man, because you're the third person from the same church that, that I've talked to yeah, about. Yeah, it, 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 it's a big church. We've got close to 3,000 people in the church. But he um, – and, you know, I thought, what a great support system he has. His dad and mom and his sister and his brother came, and uh, – they drove all the way from North Carolina to be with him yesterday at the church. And his mom asked if, if she could worship with us. We said, what do you mean you're here? You can worship with us anytime if you come to Morristown. But he, I just was so impressed with him. Uh, and his dad said that, that uh, you ain't seen anything yet. He said they didn't even do a fourth of the playbook last year. He said, they're really working on it now. Says he's had, he's got time to throw those receivers this summer. Said I'm looking for bigger, better things out of them. So uh, uh, he, he he it was just a great experience I had with him yesterday. I just wanted to call and say that and and uh, and, and tell you I listen to your show every day. That's right. I always know I'm gonna get great information, man. That's why I do. Don't always don't always agree and. We never should, I don't guess, but 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 uh, uh, you know more than I do, buddy, about it. So uh, 
rely on y'all quite a bit. Uh, we don't. Like, we don't take that lightly, man. We really don't, Coach Saj. We've we've broke bread before, and, you know, met up there dead end barbecue during signing day, and had some nice conversations. And you know, we understand there's a lot of people that that listen to this program, and um, rely on us for information. And this is why we want to make sure that that you're getting good information and. Um, we're going to work our tails off to make sure that we get it and it's, and it's right, um, that it's fair. And so we don't take that lightly, Coach S.A.J. Thank you so much for for calling and, and sharing that with us. Uh, you know, throw Hendon on, on at a boy. That's that's what Hendon is passionate about. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've done – More important than football, too. Yeah, we've, we've, like, we've done events where Hendon was a part of, and uh, he did a good job, but just talking to him – what he did over the weekend at church, that's that's what he gets excited about. That's his passion, uh, which is why he, he put out that book, um, the, 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 the scriptures book for young kids. That's his passion. And like I said before, Tennessee is lucky to have someone like Hendon leading the program. Yep. You know, we've been fortunate the last couple of years with, with Josh Dobbs and, and Hendon Hooker. So Hendon you know, should be on preseason the Heisman watch list but he doesn't care about that he just cares about getting better every day and what his dad said to uh coach saj is is uh, significant because if the playbook is going to expand that means hendon's game is going to expand and he's you know gotten better at doing some things i think when you have a player show that they can do something very very well that you play towards their strengths. And I thought Heupel did that last year. Uh, I thought there was a reason why we didn't throw the ball in the middle of the football field a lot on, you know, slants and digs and things like that. It could be Hinder's not comfortable doing it or our receivers are not comfortable doing it. It's certainly a part of the game where we've seen other teams do it to us. So if we if we see an expansion of the playbook, we see expansion of the route tree, that means that our receivers and our, and our quarterbacks are showing the coaches that they, they can do it, they can handle it. And um, Hendon's game, what he wants to show the NFL scouts is that he can make all the throws. He can throw with anticipation. He can throw in tight windows. He can throw on the outside along with running the football. So uh, to hear that from Coach S.A.J. about you know, Hendon's dad, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Mm-hmm. I'm right. looking forward to seeing it. I am too. And an update on Olivia Camois. Rick Barnes joined Chris Lowe and Austin Price on the nation last night mm-hmm. and uh, said that Olivier had an MRI and they are waiting to find out the results of that MRI. But Rick said that Olivier told him that he'll be fine. So seem seems like that situation is going to end up being okay. I was Rick Barnes. I would slap Olivier upside the back of his head. <laughs> he did all that, man, to just be fine. Yeah, but, but you, I mean, you know, you know how basketball players are. Man. Well, you so also know how athletes are. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. When sometimes they don't end up being being fine. That's their true mind too. can their mind can say one thing, but the body's going to tell them that's true. Too. Another. So we'll, no, we'll you're see. right. And I mean, obviously, it was it was something. I mean, you don't go get an MRI just for the sake of getting an MRI. Yeah. So no, you're right. We'll see. Hopefully, it ends up being okay. Put him I, in a boot, bring him back out, make sure he's ready for Kentucky. Yes, just 
We don't need. We definitely don't need him against Vanderbilt. But I, I would like to have Olivier Wednesday night against Mississippi State. That that would be ideal. But I got a feeling we're gonna see him before Olivier. Before Mississippi State. Before before Kentucky. I hope so. But even like, there's no need to play him against Vanderbilt. I mean, we barely beat Vanderbilt when we had them. I guess that's true. And Vanderbilt has. They play their best against us, man. They'd scrap you against us. And and they did just beat LSU by double digits. Ooh, woo! I know you enjoyed that. I loved it. There's not a team I root against more than LSU. Alabama? There's not a team I root against more than LSU. Sad. LSU's team I root against the most. Because of Will Wade. Ain't got nothing to do with the players. It's Will Wade. It's what I know about Will Wade. It's what we've seen about Will Wade. Seen from Will Wade is Will Wade. But that Kentucky-Alabama game, you just watch that game. You don't have to root for anybody. You know, that is that is possible, Ben. You can watch a game without rooting for somebody. Uh, it is not possible for me. So you're rooting for Kentucky? In which game? Alabama-Kentucky. Um, <laughs> yes. Lose, lose. What? Huh? Wait, wait. I wanted Kentucky to beat Alabama. So, yes, I was rooting for Kentucky. Man. I, w- I would rather Alabama lose than Kentucky lose in that particular game. Yes. Because I, I deal with Alabama fans every single day, and I want them to be miserable because they like to rub it in my face that Tennessee football is miserable. So yeah, I was rooting. I'm man enough to where I can admit it. I'm 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 confident in my fandom. Okay. To where I can admit that. Okay. Downtown Falls says we had the Minister of Defense and Reggie White. What kind of spiritual name are we getting given Hendon? <laughs> he 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 is he's the Minister of Tempo. The Minister of Quarterbacking. Yeah, he's you can go with that, the, man. The, the quarterback pastor. I got Deacon Barnes. You know, it could be it could be Deacon Hooker. <laughs> it could be Brother Hooker. Yeah, uh, I, I say Deacon Hendon instead of Deacon Hooker. Hey man, what a, wait, what? It all works for him. It all works for him. Uh, Ash says the Camaro situation could be a misunderstanding, like Aaron Donald situation last year. It seems out of character for AK. Well, Aaron Donald did not get arrested. Um, you had a, you had somebody with a lawyer get on TV and make all these accusations, and then had to apologize because it wasn't true. Where Alvin actually got arrested, so, so I'm not laughing at that. The, the you know the, the the victim was in a hospital, so I'm waiting to see what what happened because we. From what we have seen from Alvin, and I throw in what I've seen from Alvin talking to him, like personally, it's hard for me to believe that Alvin will go start something. Like, he'll finish it, but he's not aggressive like that where he starts something. Now, something happened to where he struck a nerve, and obviously he put some put some hands on somebody. To the point where you know, that person was hurt and had to go to the hospital. But I'm I'm reserving judgment. Reverend Cinco, 
I like uh, Downtown Vol's suggestion of Holy Hooker. Holy Hooker. <laughs> I like Holy Hooker, too. <laughs> I do like Reverend Cinco. I, we, we don't talk enough about Hendon's nickname. Hendo Cinco is a great name. It's a great nickname. It is. You're not supposed to give yourself nicknames, though. That's the rule. I gave it to him. No, he did. He gave it to him. I started saying it back in the season before anybody else was saying it. Yeah, but he gave it to himself. I don't care. You're not supposed when, to give yourself nicknames. When, when you are that good, you are allowed to give yourself your own nickname. Is is Michael Jordan allowed to give himself his own nickname? Well, this is a nickname. Well, I'm just saying, like, if, if he woke up this morning and said, you know what, I want a new nickname to add to the list. Or Shaq. Shaq has a million nicknames. If he woke up today and was like, I'm going to add another nickname to the list. Are Shaq and MJ allowed to give themselves nicknames? I, I feel like they have certainly earned the right to give themselves their own nickname. Like, you reach a certain status, you can call yourself whatever you want. I'm not saying the nickname is bad. I'm just saying nickname rules say you're not supposed to give it to yourself. Somebody else is supposed to give it to you. Ooh, Vol Nation has a good one. Hallelujah, Hooker. Hallelujah, Hooker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, goodness. Okay, Ben. Ben is a Vol Cat confirmed. You know it. Big Bad Voodoo Nate. <laughs> Let's go. You know it. Oh. Kentucky winning hurts our seating in the NCAA tournament. So, Ben must not be a real Tennessee fan. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, Josiah drank some of that special water that Michael Jordan offered uh, the Looney Tunes and Space Jam from Southwest Virginia Vol. Swain, would you take Will Wade to Tennessee? No. <laughs> nope. Nope. I would not either. Now, what I have that that relationship at LSU, I think, is going to end miserably at some point because if if he starts to, to to lose quite often he will quickly annoy the heck out of that fan base like they're willing to put up with will wade's personality if he's winning but the the moment he starts to lose pretty consistently he will get on their very last nerve it's all about losing and winning that's why they were willing to, to deal with that crap with NCAA fbi because he was winning and they was willing to back him how much are they going to be willing to back him if he can Went out and got Efton Reed, who was a five star. Brought him in, brought in one of the, the league's best players. And he does not look like a five star. No, but he brings in one of the best uh, you know guards in the, in, in in the SEC um, from from Missouri and Pinson Xavier Pinson, and you got all these other pieces, and you're getting blown out by Vanderbilt, and you're looking terrible right now. You're basically falling apart, and you're two games below five hundred. To see how much patience and willingness LSU is willing, uh, LSU uh, to, to back you when the FBI is looking at you, when the NCAA is looking at you. If you're losing, that's a whole nother ball game. Ask Pruitt. 865-255-03. Shout out to Zakai Ziegler, John Fulkerson over the weekend. Uh, they had an NIL event there at uh, Dick Sporting Sporting Goods, and I uh, got some nice feedback from grandparents and parents that took their kids to that event, uh, thanks to an anonymous listener that uh, bought a couple tickets f- for us to give away and give to kids. And so, uh, 
Got some nice feedback from the event. Pretty cool, man. Pretty cool event playing gotcha with a couple of Tennessee basketball players. <laughs> Knockout. Knockout. Whatever, man. <laughs> it's gotcha to me. It's gotcha. That's what I'm going to call it. That's what I'm going to call it. I'm calling it gotcha. But yeah, knockout, whatever. 865-255-03. Stay with us. Be right back. The conversation doesn't stop when the show is over. Follow the Swain event on Twitter and like the show on Facebook. Fellas, when it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do, though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself, but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you, because when you look good, you feel good. Go to MarkNelsonDenim.com. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. More and more Tennessee businesses are switching to Iris Networks for reliable, local, high-quality, high-speed business fiber internet. Iris provides direct internet access from 10 megs to 10 gigs with no payments for 90 days. Iris also offers next-generation business phones with work-from-anywhere capability from the mobile or laptop app. With local sales, support, and service, Iris is a partner in the community. Learn more at irisnetworkusa.com or call 865-448-IRIS. Iris Networks, a Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities, but we need your help to do it. There are over 100 million pieces of litter in our roads at any given time, and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year just to clean it up. The first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. Nobody trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? 
you know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup, or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. There is no better restaurant in town to enjoy the madness of March with. Cheer on the Vols and the Lady Vols with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knox Hill for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done, and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill, or call 865-693-5400. There are articles and news stories that you read about the things that people do. And when you're reading those and you start to shake your head, you start to scratch your head a little bit, you get confused. You don't understand why. You start to ask questions. But really, there's only one question that matters. What is that question you may ask? For what?
Twenty fifth feel about that in barbecue. Uh, remember a couple days ago when former Dolphins head coach Brian Flores dropped that lawsuit on the NFL for uh, unfair hiring practices, and uh, the NFL came out and I mean quickly came out. I mean, same day, within hours, came out and said that the lawsuit against the league was without merit. That was only a couple days ago. Recently, the NFL sent a memo to the NFL, to the clubs, and had to remind them that the hirings of the head coach and the results have been unacceptable. Now, which one is it? NFL. We have made significant efforts to promote diversity and adopted numerous policies and programs which have produced positive changes in many areas. However, we must acknowledge that particularly with respect to head coaches, the results have been unacceptable. A couple days ago, you said that what he was claiming was without merit. Pick one NFL. You get it for what today? Also, the Brooklyn Nets. Yes, yes. The Brooklyn yes, Nets yes, get it for yes, yes, get it for yes. what? Because they have lost eight straight games. You yes, love to see the Brooklyn Nets it. with Kyrie Irving, kind with of. with Kevin Durant, with James Harden. That trio of players. And right now, right now, if the playoffs started today. The Brooklyn Nets will be in the playoff playing game to be the last seed in the East. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. What is going on with the Nets? What's going on with the Nets, man? They don't have winning basketball players aside from Kevin Durant. I I I, I am a KD fan, but James Harden is a loser, and Kyrie Irving does not care enough about basketball. The worst losing streak in the NBA. Second longest losing streak, Portland Trailblazers. First, that goes to the Brooklyn Nets. So, my goodness. My goodness. 865-255-03. You and I were talking during the break, and it's like... it was pretty easy to see when the James Harden trade happened that it wasn't going to work out in terms of like winning a championship. Like it, it was a a rational thought to be like, oh, that's not that's not going to work out. James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant, three of the biggest drama queens in in the NBA together. Oh, that's that's not going to work out. I, I sat up here and peed on that idea. But I didn't think that we'd be sitting here giving them a for what for losing eight straight games and, and being in ninth place and in the play-in game. And, and you rattled off to me some of the teams that they have more losses than. And it's the bottom of the barrel in, in the NBA. I mean, it's it's pretty, pretty, pretty bad. I, I, I didn't think it would work out. I didn't think it would work out this bad. Not work out this bad. Oh, I got third for what? Third for what goes to the Pro Bowl. Mac Jones doing the gritty. Mac Jones, don't ever do that again. He actually, yeah, he looked nice with it. Yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't bad. But the, the Pro know, Bowl's a waste of time. It's time. I mean, 
Get rid of the Pro Bowl. I would rather watch the Pro Bowlers sit at a round table and talk about football rather than play football. Like, if you're not going to play the game the right way, then don't play it at all. Like, football is not a game where you can go half speed. It's not a game. It is a full contact, full speed game. And the highlights I saw from the Pro Bowl was downright embarrassing. Mm -hmm. It's downright embarrassing. Just get rid of the game. Just have them talk about the game. That will be more entertaining for me than actually seeing them play half speed. Football's not a game for half speed. It's not. So, please, NFL, do something with the Pro Bowl. Get rid of it. Had the Senior Bowl over the weekend, and Mm -hmm. Tennessee had three players in the Senior Bowl, and Bayless Jones, Kay Mays, and Alante Taylor. Alante Taylor had a a pick. One of our touchdown turnovers from last week was, does Villas get a touchdown or Alante get an interception? You're right. I was wrong. Yeah, man. And um, I won't gloat too much about, you know, being right because it wasn't the best rep from Alante, even though he got the interception. He was, I mean, he was beat by five yards, and the ball was on on the throne. And uh, Alante still will have to answer about you know, his hips and, and things like that, being able to change directions. And um, in the clip, you could hear Charles Davis talking. Yeah, he's probably gonna move to safety. Yeah. So, I mean, Alante gets some credit for recovering and, and making, making a, play. a play on the yeah. ball. Yeah. But I mean, he he was burnt toast yeah. on that play. And if if the quarterback, I don't even know who threw with the ball. Uh, do you do you know which quarterback it was? Uh, if if he hits him in stride, then I mean, uh, we're we're not talking about Alante in, in a good way at at the moment. But you heard Charles Davis in the clip talking about how he, he's probably going to move to safety. So that that was pretty telling. Hey, if it works out and that's his best position and. He plays a long time in the NFL. That's all that matters. So yes, and and he he's going to get a shot, and uh, there, there's no reason Alante can't be. You know, the, the teams typically carry like a, a third or sometimes four safety. How many th- how many safeties you think a team carries? Three or four. You have your two starters, obviously, but typically oh, only def- carry like a third. Oh, definitely. Then, Special teams players. Yes. The NFL is weird with finagling its its numbers to get the roster crunch because you what you have a 53 man roster and yeah. then you only dress out like 45 46 of those no you dress out all 53 but then it's 50, 50 there's guys that sit out i just don't know what that number is so yeah. you have like 58 or yeah, they actually they actually uh, allowed more because of because of COVID and stuff over the last two years but um our safety is a position that you can like you can play special teams, so they may they're not going to take a third, you know, maybe a third quarterback one week and bring up a safety from the practice squad, depending on injuries and things like that. So, the bottom line is like Alante Taylor has a chance. And, and the point that I was making in, in referencing because some teams also carry more corners than safeties, but those corners can also maybe slide over and play safety in an emergency situation. Heck, safety. Like Alante could slide over and play corner in emergency situations. The point that I was making is that there, there's no reason Alante at minimum 
can't be that that third or fourth safety on a team for for several years. There, there's no reason that he can't do that. So he's going to get an opportunity, and I hope that he makes the most out of it. He should. He should, man. He's played the best conference in the land for all four years, and he's went up against some really, really good, good receivers in his time. So here's what you're referring to. NFL teams are allowed 53 players on the roster, but only 46 can suit up for yes. a game since the active roster rules changed in 2011. Another recent change was the decision to increase practice squads from 10 players uh, to 10 players from, from six. So that's probably what you were referring to yes. there. But again, Alante Taylor has a chance just because it didn't work out the way maybe he thought it would work out at corner at senior bowl. There's some other qualities that he can show that can impress the coaches enough to say, hey, this is a guy that we see him as a safety. We see that he carries, you know, some some characteristics that are perfect for safety. Remember, Cam Sutton was a corner here at Tennessee, and he doesn't play 100% corner on the outside at Pittsburgh. They put him in different places. So uh, maybe Alante Taylor will, will, will be that. Hopefully he is, man. Him being successful in the league is good is good for Tennessee at the end of the day. Um, Bayless had a nice, nice, nice day. Uh, had a couple catches. Had a nice 30-yard corner route. Uh, nice route against a really good player. So uh, he had a good day. Uh, Cade had an up-and-down week. So we'll see. Yeah, and I heard Bayless had kind of an inconsistent week. He, he would flash at times, and then there were other times where he, he kind of struggled. So inconsistent. It was also a tough week at the Pro Bowl. Or the Pro Bowl. The, uh, the Senior Bowl. Uh, really bad weather two days during the week and and listening to some analysts that were down there they they were pretty emphatic that on the second day of practice it was practically a monsoon and that it should have been moved inside that like they should have practiced inside and and it was and and they were more so talking about the quarterbacks it was really hard for the quarterbacks to do anything but I mean Bayless is going to be affected by the quarterbacks uh, as well. So it seems like it, it was a tough week of practice, and, and there's another day with bad weather. And I at my hotel that I was staying at for the wedding, I was in Daphne, Alabama. Mm-hmm. And, well, powerhouse. Uh, yes, uh, over by Spanish Fort, which is where my two friends played high school football. And, uh, I mean, that that entire area, I didn't realize how, how big, like, the Mobile area is. Like, I – like, I thought the wedding was in Mobile, but I was in Daphne and just kind of, I mean, there's all, like, subsections of Mobile in, in that area. I didn't realize how big the area was. But uh, where I was staying, I, I ran into, after the wedding, uh, a man on the elevator. He offered me a honey bun. <laughs> I was like, ah, I'm good. Thanks, though. But, and, and then somehow he transitioned to, oh, we were at the Senior Bowl today, and came back and got honey buns. I don't, I don't know. But we got on the senior ball. I was like, oh, how did, how'd it go? I didn't get to watch any of it. And, and he said that it was because they didn't really have great practices because of the weather throughout the week, that it was kind of sloppy football and just kind of ho-hum. And you, you could tell that they, they nobody really knew the plays all that well. So it so, sounds like it was a, a tough week of practice because of the, the circumstances, which Man. 
obviously impacts how each individual performs. It's tough, man. You got to learn a whole new playbook in a week. Yeah. <laughs> three three practices. Yeah, I mean. They practice Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think that they practiced on Friday. I mean, probably they had a walkthrough. But I don't like legit coverage of practice at the, at the senior bowl. I think it was just those three days. Yeah, you got to forget everything that you've learned for one, two, three, four years in college. And then for a week, you learn some brand new terminology. And you got to go out there and do it full speed. So those all-star games in college, man, those those are those are different. I remember having to do that, you know, in the high school All-American game. You know, learning a brand new playbook in a, in a week and doing it three, four, or five years later. Yeah, you're more mature. You understand concepts a little bit, a little bit better. But still, it's still hard. It's still difficult. Uh, Shane A from Jeff County says, "I have been wanting." Uh, Alante to move to safety since sophomore year. It's better for his skill set. He can tackle and uh, with his speed and go after the ball. ATF VFL says, I think Alante should come back this year at safety. Basically what ATF VFL says is that he wants Alante to come back because he wants more help <laughs> in the secondary. Too late. I think Alante is going to be okay leaving, leaving right now and finding a good, a good team to play with and forward and then move the safety there. He'll be all right. Let's get to the phones, 865-255-03. And uh, who we got? Big Orange, Mac. Mac, good morning, man. Good morning, Chase Swizzle. Good morning, Papa Benjamin. <laughs> good morning, Big Orange, Mac. Congratulations. Thank you, King. How are you? All right. Uh, Le, Le, Le Benjamin uh, Shaquille McKee. <laughs> <laughs> the coldest... <laughs> the coldest McKee. <laughs> hey, man, I'm going to speak on this AK thing real quick, man. Listen, AK is laid back like Cadillac. Mm. Yep. I just don't see him just randomly kicking somebody's rear end uh, unless he was provoked. I'm going to share a little quick story. One night I was downtown Nashville, and I'm walking up second back to my truck, and right there on the corner where Hooters used to be, I seen like a group of people. There was a bunch of yapping going on, so – when I got up there, I kind of poked my head in the circle and said, oh, hell, it's Lindale. What's going on, man? It's Lindale White and his entourage. And this chick, man, she was just yapping, just just giving him all kinds of uh, stuff, you know. And uh, I said, man, Lindale, what's wrong with her? He said, oh, man, just uh, just a bird yapping. I was like, ah, oh, she's just an old local chicken head. She's just mad. Her, old, her baby daddy didn't make it past JV, and she mad. And so everybody you know, got to laughing. People like to mess with celebrities. Where I don't know whatever reason. I don't know if it's jealousy or uh, they they trying to get a charge. People do it all the time. I witnessed it myself downtown Nashville. So I just don't see AK just randomly kicking somebody's tail, you know, just for the heck of it. it he, AK had to be provoked because that dude is just hey, dude. He's so chill. He's so chill. He's so chill. I, so I, I'm like you, Jay. I'm, you know, they said, well, wait for the facts to come out. Wait for the details. Come out. So I'm waiting. So, uh, uh, you know, it's just Vegas, you know, those guys, you know, the season's over, letting their hang, hair hang down, whatever. Um, something something had to spark that. And I'm, I'm like you. I'm waiting for the details. Uh, gentlemen, y'all have a great day. Papa Ben. I, I'm so excited for being it. When I seen that blue smoke, 
I'm like, yes. And it's nothing wrong with girls. Nothing wrong with girls. Nope. I'm like, yes. A boy. Yes. I, boy, I'm hyped. I was so hyped for being. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> but, you. <laughs> All right, man. Y'all have y'all have a good one. Me too. Me, me too. means more than than you know, and and you could tell by my reaction and my little fist pumps that, no, that I was. You should I was, be. I I would have been equally as thrilled with a girl. I truly would have been. I I, I mean, from the moment I saw Pink Smoke, that little girl would have had me wrapped around her fingers, and I, I would have been over the moon to 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 be a girl dad. I, I would have. Love to join the team. I hope one day I do join the team. I, I want to have a girl one day, but I don't know. There's just something about a boy, and and I guess it's because I'm a boy. I, I don't know. And, and I think the main thing is like I know I I love sports so much, and if, if my son doesn't love sports, if if he wants to go be in the band, that's perfectly fine with me. Whatever he wants to do, but you best believe he's getting signed up for for football. If Mama says so, <laughs> for baseball, everything. I just. Like I said, I can't wait to just throw the football with them and throw the baseball with them and just do do all just go shoot basketball and dad uh, things. Uh, yeah, dad things. Yeah, I, I just can't wait now. But my my wife also reminded me, and all of our female friends reminded me that little boys love their mama. So may, maybe I should have uh, preferred the the girl that, so that uh, I I could have had. A uh, daddy's girl yeah. instead of a mama's boy. That, that is that is true, man. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, thanks for the call, Big Orange Mac. You know, Kamara is he's a he's a principled man. That's for sure. You know, he believes in what he believes in. He's not wavering. Uh, he is laid back. He is chill. From everything that I've seen publicly and in my conversations talking with uh, Kamara privately, this doesn't seem like him unless somebody did something to him first. But we'll let the facts come out and then go from there. But Big Orange Mac is right. Celebrities get tested all the time because folks are trying to provoke you to do something so they can get their payout. And they try to bait you. You got to understand that. Pro athletes, males, you get females that and they 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 gonna throw down that thirst trap. You gotta be careful. You go into a club or a bar or whatever, and there's guys that throw out that trap with pushing you in the club or talking aggressive to you to try to get you to do something. So, but Alvin knows that man. He he knows that something must have happened when he was like, man, I don't care. This dude deserves it. I ain't letting it slide. Something happened. Don't know what it was, but that was my first thought. Alvin I... knows that he's been able to keep his nose clean, not get in trouble for a very, very long time since, since Alabama. the beginning of Alabama. He doesn't go out a ton, didn't in the NFL, and now he's out going out because of the Pro Bowl. So I, my first thought when I woke up at six o'clock and had like four or five text messages and, and tweets shared shared with me and notifications on my phone about Alvin being arrested for beating somebody up. My, my first thought was somebody did something to Alvin. Mm-hmm. That, that was my, that, well, once I, at first, I, you know, I was kind of blurry eyed waking up and whatnot. At mm-hmm. first I was worried that it was a female that, that was involved. But once I realized it, it was not a domestic violence type of incident. I, I, I a, I was relieved. B, my initial thought was somebody did something to Alvin because this, does not sound like Alvin, and he has kept his nose clean since 
the the Alabama era of his career. And and even at Alabama, it wasn't necessarily that like he he did anything like to get in trouble. Trouble. It was just kind of being immature and not handling his business and, and just being a kid out of high school. Yeah, he was immature. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he that, was, that's what got him immature. in trouble. So I'm I I'm a Swain. I'm letting the details come out before I form an opinion. But unfortunately, in in today's society, you you, you don't necessarily have your your day in court anymore. You, you, you don't. Just like uh, the Brian Harson incident down at Auburn, a- everybody on Friday morning was claiming this affair with a staffer he brought from from Boise State, and people ran with that boy. They look, and I was I was in the the car. For 16 hours this weekend, five hours to Mobile from Huntsville, five hours back, and then three hours, three and a half from from my house to to my parents' house. I listened to a lot of podcasts this weekend, and, and a lot of it about Auburn. And I mean, four or five different people from around the SEC was was stern in saying that there was no validity to that from from what they had heard at that point that that was truly something that was being made up to run him out of town. But what was to say in the, the public court of opinion, like it, it's already, he's already been charged as guilty. It reminded me of uh, Jim McElwain humping a shark. Yes. I mean, it was. Or it was, Tennessee in the McDonald's bags. Like it, it none of it was true. At least to the, to the point that, uh, oh, what's his name? Dan Patrick. Dan Patrick made it, made it seem. Made it seem like yeah. That's why. I, that's why we didn't run with that on on the show, just because I I had not heard from anybody credible, and I just didn't think that was fair to that young lady, and it wasn't fair to to Harson because um, he's you know he's married now. If he if he's not married, and I mean he got two grown ups, it's not necessarily the best work environment. <laughs> it's not the best you know, professional practice to having a relationship with your assistant, but. The fact that he was married and a uh, young lady, you know, you just didn't want to promote rumors and things like that on, on this platform. Now, you got some other folks. You got some people on Twitter that you know, they don't have a platform. Uh, they just they just dare to crack jokes. I get it. But, like, in our situation, it just wasn't responsible to, to be promoting those rumors. Uh, it was just really irresponsible, not fair to those parties. Now, there is some smoke. Yes, we're and not not necessarily regarding the yeah, Harson the, the, you and know, the female, relationship, right? Um, but the public court of opinion has already been made, yeah, yeah and yeah. people have already, you know, thought of him as guilty, and yeah. like that—that's something that unfortunately will always live with him because Auburn is trying to push him out. Yeah, the smoke is what I'm, that I'm referring to. It's not about you know, the made-up relationship. The smoke is about the fact that. The decision makers at Auburn are thinking about getting rid of him, to the point where you have former Auburn players and current Auburn players commenting. One, you know, on Smoke Monday is questioning what type of dude he was, and then you have current Auburn players that want to speak to the board trustees and the president because they want to vouch for Harson. You have fans at Tumor's Corner, you know, <laughs> there. Uh, Supporting Brian Harson, it's just 
it's a mess. It's a mess. It's it's so weird. And then the president's like, "Hey, we're gonna make a decision." So now Harson's future is just hanging in the ballots publicly. It's just really, really weird. So yeah, if he comes back this next year, who's to say if he doesn't win ten games that he's gonna be back the year after that? If I'm Brian Harson, I'm getting out of there. I, I am. I'm, I am. I'm getting out of there ASAP. Yes, I, I am completely with you. I, I don't. Uh, there's too much smoke to say that Brian Harson is completely innocent. But at the end of the day, I think more blame falls on Auburn University, the town of Auburn, and everybody associated with Auburn. The powers that be at Auburn, do they, they did not want Alan Green to hire Brian Harson in the first place. They, they hated the hire from the moment that he was hired. And, and Brian Harson does not like to, to, to do the functions and kiss babies and sign autographs that, that come with being a head coach. So he has rubbed people and, and boosters that want their hands shaking when they're at practice. He, Brian Harson don't like doing all that. And, and so you, you already folks didn't like you when you were hired just because they just simply didn't like you. I don't, I don't think that they had a legitimate reason. They, they, they just, they weren't, you weren't the one that they wanted. And therefore they just did not like you for that simple, stupid reason. And, and then you add in the fact that, again, Harson doesn't like doing the whole kissing baby type of thing and, and dealing with boosters, and, and he's rubbed people the wrong way in that regard. And, and now that there, there's this slight opening that, you know, Auburn can, can really take it and run with it and, and try to force him out, they are. So I'm not saying that Brian Harson is, is going to go on to be some great head football coach, but – I, I think that this is more indicative of Auburn than it is Brian Harson. Auburn's like, hey, we want you to come in and change stuff because we're tired of the way it was before with Gus Miles on. We want you to change stuff. Brian Harson's like, all right, well, I'm going to start changing stuff. No, 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 no. Don't change it like that. <laughs> what do you want then? You want him to change it, but he's changing it. I think all the transfers, have raised a red flag for Auburn decision makers. And I think that that is fair. Like when you have a ton of players leave after year one, your producing players leave want to leave, then that that's a red flag. But Harson and talking with Chris Lowe, ESPN. So this place is not going to be a championship program until we change some things. You, I, mean, I don't know how he know what a championship program looks like, but he says you got to let the head coach be the head coach and support him. Those words were aimed straight at those decision makers, at those mm-hmm. boosters and donors. And Auburn's in Auburn's in a real bad spot in terms of its administration and, and people that matter the most. They they don't really like their their president i think they they just voted in a, a new president or, or something along those lines alan green it's known publicly that he has been trying to to get out of there and find a new job i'm i listened to chris lowe on on fine bomb on friday i, I listened mm-hmm. to the al.com guy um he's willing to be a number two somewhere else yes he, he right because here he, because he wants out of auburn mm-hmm. uh, because the, the the boosters and and the leadership 
is just so bad. Paul Feinbaum, I've never heard this before. And granted, I don't listen to to Paul. I listen to the interviews Paul does. I don't, I don't listen to his show. It's okay, man. You like Paul. He's no, a I, NFL. I do like I do like Paul. I, he is. Every young journalist should go listen to how Paul Feinbaum com, conducts interviews. But I've I've never heard Paul mention boosters by names, and he was mentioning like Auburn's top boosters that are getting in the way down there, and I thought that that was very. Ellie. That's so, when you know it's real, man. Yes. That's when you know it's real when boosters' names are being mentioned. Yes, and so there's a lot of smoke to where, like, Brian Brian Harson deserves some of this blame. You've had, like you said, Smoke Monday saying that he treated the players like, like dogs. But then you also have had other key players of that team come out and say, no, he's getting rid of all of the, the cancers. Their, their defensive tackle, Tony Fair, said last night in, in a pinned letter that he posted on Twitter, that what Brian Harson is doing is giving chemo to get rid of all the cancers on the team. And you had several players say that Harson was, was what Auburn needed. They didn't need a friend. Mm-hmm. And football coach. They, need, they needed a football coach, and he's not meant to be your, your mama or your daddy. So I, it's, it's an interesting dynamic. Auburn is they're, – they're, they're in a bigger mess than Tennessee was, or as big. Because, I mean, they don't have any NCAA issues – but the issues that they have going on are equally as big. Because at least Tennessee is going to, like, get over this NCAA hump at some point. I mean, it just kind of seems like it's going to be a revolving door until some 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 people get out of the way there at Auburn. Tennessee's in a better place right now um, because you have a coach that the fractions, the factions of the fan base – Excuse me, of the, of the, of the donors—they're actually together to try to help Hypel. So they're working together more now than previous couple coaches. So I don't know how Auburn really, really overcomes this because man—they're looking at potentially getting a new AD, uh, new head coach. If this thing's going. It's going to work. And then you are in the same state as Alabama. Whew. Springs and it just, it just adds another level to it. So, but at least they got basketball. They're a basketball school right now. And a gymnastics Until Tennessee school. beats them. Basketball and gymnastics right now. Josiah's coming for your neck, Bruce. Swain event. Hour three coming up.